Talk Radio. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. This is Veg Talk Radio. And welcome to another exciting edition of Veg Talk Radio. This is our third episode now. And today's topic is what is in your food? Can you imagine the stuff that they put in food? Like bone char and sugar granulated white just pure sugar it's just crazy the stuff that you're going to find out and of course my beautiful wife elena has done a lot of research this week and uh, she has all the exciting details of what's first what is one of the one of the most what was the first thing that you realized this week that you didn't know before oh wow um there's probably well, you a put lot. me on the spot because I, I, I knew like some of ton. this stuff and there's a ton more. So I want to just share a, my personal journey as I did in the first episode. Um, so when I decided to go to a plant-based whole food diet, I'm a typical, I had the typical American diet. Um, and uh, it evolved into embracing veganism. But you got to start somewhere, and I'm actually someone that reads the back of the packages in the grocery store because I do the shopping for my family. And so I started to learn uh, about the 9,000 ingredients that are out there, or <laughs> that's just facetious. Though I'm sure there's way more. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, if you can't pronounce it and you don't know how to spell it, the uh, first thing you need to know is what it is and do you actually want to ingest it. So I did some research uh, to help other uh, folks that are out there that are considering going to a full plant-based diet uh, and where to start. Uh, obviously, the, the healthiest is whole foods. However, I do know that, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a land of processed food uh, that I've been slowly um, jettisoning. But uh, I wanted to share with you some information that I thought might be of interest to some folks out there when they're starting to look at the back of uh, packages. Tried to keep most of this just to foods, but there's tons of things in cleaners and cosmetics as well. So there'll be a little bit of overlap. Uh, so I did some research and uh, some of this information uh, that I'm gonna share with you is from Plant-Based Bride. Uh, some of them are gonna be really straightforward and some you might not really know what it is. So. When you see on the back of a package, a processed package that says natural raspberry flavor, uh, the food industry uses something called uh, castoreum, and it's an anal secretion beavers use to make their uh, to mark their territory. It smells like vanilla, and it's used as a natural raspberry flavor. Wow. So um, some of the products that were listed on this particular site were Yoplait original yogurt, the raspberry flavored kind, uh, Harib. Haribo, uh, raspberry candies, uh, juice squeeze, Ben and Jerry's bohemian uh, raspberry ice cream. Obviously, ice cream is um, off the list. I mean, Uh, the dairy kind. The dairy dairy ice cream is off the list. But when you're looking at the back of the package, even if you haven't embraced veganism yet, you need to know what's in there because it it isn't wholesome. Um, Another area that I looked into, there was something called Vegans on Instagram. And uh, some of the chemicals that you'll see in the background would be uh, keratin. Uh, It is an animal protein, and it's in cosmetics and hair products. uh, L-cytine is typically made from duck feathers, uh, and it's used as a dough conditioner. So when you ask me what I learned this week, when I look at the back of a bread package 
and I see a dough conditioner. Honestly, I had no idea what a dough conditioner was. That, that was my big thing this week, too, when you and told me that. what really freaked me out is that it said that 80% of it could be made from human hair. Now, that's a shocker. When yeah. I, 80% human hair. And I'm like, really? Why? Like, who's going to donate that? And where do they get and, this and stuff? First, and, yeah, why and would they do that? I don't know. So I'm going to definitely research that a little bit more because I just thought that was just screaming crazy. It's disgusting. Uh, lanolin, uh, it's in, it's sheep's wool fat and it's used in, and this is important to look for, uh, vitamin D3 that's listed, uh, where they actually get the vitamin D free from, because, uh, it is fat that's used for making that it's in baby products, sunscreen, and, uh, a base for chewing gum. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pepsin is, um, hog or cow. Uh, it, it can be a hog or cow, and it's an enzyme from the glandular layer of a cow or a hog's stomach. It's the components used to curdle milk uh, during the manufacturing of cheese. So I, I don't eat dairy cheese anymore, but if folks are going um, slowly moving off of an animal diet and is deciding to become vegetarian, you need to understand that you're still ingesting meat products. Rennet uh, comes from the stomach of newly born calves. It's used to coagulate milk, uh, Parmesan, Gargonzola, and Grena Padano um, are cheeses that are not vegetarian. Uh, I, I don't know about the one of them, but uh, the other two I've actually eaten in the past. So it's important that even vegetarians understand what's in their food as well. Uh, under In the Business Insider, I did some research, and there's a tiny little red beetle called a cochineal beetle. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correct. Yeah, it's can, yeah. it's used um, as a red food dye, and you've probably eaten about 70,000 of these little beetles, according to a petition on change.org. You can find it in yogurt, maraschino cherries, jams, cakes, uh, tomato, uh, some tomato products. So you need to be conscious about your choices, uh, with especially with food coloring. And the... Food colorings out there that are specific dyes that have been in the news uh, to be uh, not conducive to good health, that's where I started to look into what this was about. Isinglass, I was kind of bummed about this because um, I I actually like Guinness beer. What is it, isinglass you call Icing, it? Ice, isinglass is the, um, it's made from dried fish bladder, and it gives beer a golden color, and it's used in some British beers. I know that the beer and wine industry um, have been uh, changing over to using, uh, maybe it's a synthetic product, but they've been taking that out of their processing. It's used to clear um, beer and wine. So the best thing you can do is, if you can't figure out what it is, call the manufacturer. Well, not only that, but there's also a couple of good apps that are on the uh, the Play Store as well as the uh, iTunes Store, the App App Store. Uh, one's called Barnivore, and that's one where you can actually check your beers and your wines and see if they actually, uh, uh, you know, have contain anything that's animal product. Also, Veg Veg, I think, or Veg Veg is the other app. Those are great apps to have on your phone and or, you know, tablet or what have you to look for uh, items just like that. Absolutely. And it's important. Make it easy. Yeah. Make, make it easy. It's it's the decision when you make it is easy, but figuring out how to re retool your kitchen. I, and I'm speaking from uh, the person who takes care of feeding a family. 
mm-hmm. not only myself, but for my family, uh, my friends uh, that come and visit. And it's important for me to understand, I-, I would love to be able to say that I'm 100% vegan, but I struggle getting to 100% because Especially of, when pharmaceuticals, there's, there's stuff in yeah, pharmaceuticals. There's, there's so, it's so pervasive in all of our modern products that I just every day try to do a little something to just be better. Just, just be better. Um, so there's also uh, uh, silicon dioxide, and it's actually sand or glass powder. And they use it as an anti-caking agent in foods. Um, it was listed as Wendy's Chili. I, I don't know. Maybe they've taken that out since then. But um, I, didn't, I, I didn't even pay attention to that in the past. Uh, gelatin is a big one. It's a pretty straightforward one for most uh, plant-based folks to understand, but it's made from collagen and it's boiled down pig skin mostly. Uh, cellulose uh, can be found in uh, some shredded cheese uh, and it's actually virgin wood pulp or commonly known as sawdust. So, Crazy. So they call it virgin wood pulp. Yeah, but it's called cellulose. Wow. So when you see cellulose, a virgin tree cool. never been cut down. <laughs> Um, sodium uh, bisulfite is used, get this, it's used in most toilet bowl cleaners, but it's also used to extend the shelf life and bleach out discoloration in potato chips. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, another great area uh, that I found some uh, a lot of information on, and most uh, vegans already have visited PETA's website, uh, but it has got a well. It has a wealth of information um, from all aspects of ethical treatment for animals. Um, I found uh, they have a li- a very extensive list. So I would recommend if you wanted to dive into it and learn more about it, uh, to go to uh, PETA's website. Uh, they have a great. They, it just they've spent time and effort to get that information and out that's to everybody. P E T A, not P I T A, unless you really <laughs> like PETA's, which I do. I love PETA's, yeah, but uh, it's P E T A. Um, so other common ones that I found off of uh, PETA's animal derived ingredients list: uh, albumin, uh, which is derived from eggs, and it's found in cookies, cakes, candies, and sometimes used to clear wines as well. It's called albumin. Albumin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bone char. Um, when I first started down this path, I didn't understand that white processed sugar is not vegan. And so I started to, you know, do some research on it on the net because I didn't have any vegan friends, so I didn't really know where to turn. And it turns out that they use animal bone ash uh, to uh, in the refining process of white sugar. Um, that's an easy swap. Uh, there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of uh, sugar companies out there that have natural sugar, and it's getting to be more and more so. Um, I know from a whole food plant based perspective that you want to limit your uh, intake of like, sugars and fats as well, there, unless they're healthy. Isn't there two sugar companies that make it? One's Florida Crystals. Yeah, one's and like, Florida Crystals, and there's the other one in right here in Michigan, and I, I think it's Michigan Sugar Company. I haven't in Saginaw. I just met a couple of folks from uh, from Michigan Sugar in the IT department, but yeah. Okay, great, and that um, that's an easy swap, but it makes it really challenging if you're looking for a faster, easy snack, maybe to let the kids take to school or you've got a potluck or, I mean, it, the sugar is so pervasive in so many processed products, so many. And if you don't know what it is, 
and then maybe it's best that you find an alternative product alternative uh, for that product exactly bone meal Um, it's used as a source of calcium in some supplements and it's also an animal product and it's in toothpastes so am i brushing my teeth with no okay no (laughs) oh wow okay um and and the ones the big ones that we are that are pretty um wide widely spoken of but if you're new to veganism this would be something you would want to know casein caseinate sodium caseinate this is a milk protein and they are in non-dairy creamers uh soy cheeses uh some of them uh cosmetics hair preparations beauty masks so you need to be aware of um, not only what you're ingesting, but what you're putting on your body. Chitosan is a fiber derived from uh, crustaceous shells, um, and it's used as a lipid binder in diet products, uh, in hair, oral, skin care products, as well as antiperspirants and deodorants. Okay. Um, lipase is an enzyme from the stomachs and the tongue glands of calves, kids, and lambs. It's used in cheese making, which... You know, if you're uh, staying away from cheese, that would be one thing. But it's also in digestive aids. Wow. Um, Methothiene is an essential amino acid found in proteins like egg, albumin, and casein. It's used for um, freshness, keeping freshness in potato chips as well. You know what? You know what I'm figuring out here. If it's hard for you to pronounce what those (laughs) words are with a medical background, could you imagine (laughs) what the ordinary consumer? would run into when they look at something like that and they see these big words on the back of labels. There's some, what is this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, monoglycerides and glycerides. This is a big one uh, because glycerides is in a lot of products. It is an animal fat. Uh, you can find it in margarines, cake mixes, candies, foods, etc. So you need to check the back of the package again. Steric acid, it can be plant-based or animal-based. So when it's animal-derived, um, it comes from cows, pigs, sheep, cats, and dogs that have been euthanized in animal shelters. Pretty sad, isn't it? That is pretty sad. And the reason I bring it up is because, yes, it's in, it's in cosmetics, which is not ingestible, but it goes on your skin, the largest organ of your body. Uh, but it's also in chewing gum and food flavoring. So if you see it on the package, maybe you want to verify that it's plant-based versus animal-based. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. Some stunning data already. I mean, just by looking at labels even, and if you can't recognize or understand what's on those labels, then it's maybe something we should actually avoid. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so I've got more because right, I just decided I would go all out. Yep. Yeah, um, okay. We can, uh, we'll do that in the next segment. And also we're going to talk about what's labeling, what's on labels, some of the things that uh, consumers are getting frustrated with, as well as some of the foods and things that we're going to, uh, uh, that obviously vegans and vegetarians, what they look for nowadays. But uh, that's coming up after the uh, news break. So we'll be right back. March 30th, 2019. Eating red and processed meats, even in small amounts, may increase the risk of early death, according to a brand new study from Loma Linda University Health. 
The study evaluated the deaths of over 7,900 Seventh-day Adventist men and women from the U.S. and Canada. This is over an 11-year period, which included a diet assessment by a validated food frequency questionnaire and mortality outcome data, which was obtained from the National Death Index. Adventists were studied because of their unique population. Approximately 50% were vegetarians, and those who consume meat do so at low levels, with 90% of them consuming about 2 ounces or less of red meat per day. Now, this allowed researchers to investigate the effect of low levels of red and processed meat intake compared to zero intake in a large setting. Now, nearly 2,600 of the reported deaths were due to cardiovascular disease, and over 1,800 of them were cancer-related deaths. Well, fish-free tuna, the alternative tuna, recently launched in 1,100 Walmart stores across the U.S. The soy-based seafood alternative is available in flavors such as spring water with sea salt, lemon pepper, and spicy sriracha, and single-serving pouches in lemon pepper, Thai sweet chili, and sesame ginger. Now, while Tuno launched last year, the company's recent deal with Walmart now pulls its distribution at about 10,000 stores across North America, the UK, Australia, and 17 other countries. Famed filmmaker Kevin Smith explains his vegan journey in a moving new video with his daughter Harley Quinn Smith. In the film, produced by animal rights organization Mercy for Animals, Kevin Smith praised his daughter for inspiring him to go vegan, stating that he was impressed with her tenacity to live her own truth. It's an incredible way to live your life, knowing that you aren't harming any other living beings, Harley Quinn Smith said about her reasons for going vegan. We just want everybody to be compassionate and happy and free to live their lives without any suffering or pain. Kevin Smith explained that he first adopted a plant-based diet as an experiment for six months after surviving a near-fatal heart attack last year. While Kevin Smith admits that he first changed his diets for selfish health reasons, he is now choosing to embrace the ethical side of veganism. This has been Veg Talk Radio News for March 30th, 2019. And we are back for Veg Talk Radio. And uh, my name's Jay, along with my beautiful wife, Elena, if you didn't already know that, but that's okay. You know, a lot of consumers are getting kind of uh, fed up with, um, what do they call uh, labels, food labels, because they can't even understand what's on them. Uh, as Elena mentioned earlier in the podcast that, uh, you know, there's some words I've never even heard of and, and chemicals that I've never even heard of. And it's amazing that these things show up on, uh, show up in our food. So, 38% said they uh, trust what companies say about their products and food labels. This is according to uh, a research firm, uh, Nutrition Business. Uh, 62% say they do not trust anything that are on food labels. And some of the things that people look for on labels are high fructose corn syrup. That's the number one least wanted on the list. Number two was a partially hydrogenated oils called trans fats. And I did a, a study on that in college. And uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Omnivore's Dilemma. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to read that book, that's a that's a nice scary book. You'll learn a lot about high fructose corn syrups as well as trans fats, and you'll never want to touch them ever again. So, what companies, uh, food companies, have noticed obviously, and they want to uh, change their strategy up a little bit to bring to win back some weary shoppers. And it can be summed up in a simple word. Pillsbury has a, a new line of purely simple baking mixes. Kroger has a simple truth line, which I've seen in the stores. Um, that uh, and Keebler also has simply made cookies. The reason why they want to do that is they want to make uh, the ingredients list more 
uh, human friendly, I guess, if you want to call it that. And uh, now these labels and these ingredient labels now account for 70% of the American diet. Ingredients lists are being made as short as possible and easy to pronounce. So clean labeling is what it's called. And uh, the companies decide what's safe, not the FDA, which is another big thing to take away from this. Uh, and they're, they're calling it four letters, G-R-A-S. And that stands for generally recognized as safe. So, uh, and the, so some of the things that you find, uh, these G-R-A-S is uh, widely food additives like vinegar, uh, also uh, olive oils, things like that. Until the late 1990s, the G-R-A-S designation was mostly used for tried and true ingredients like the vinegars and olive oils. But in 1997, amidst budget cuts, the industry grumbling that the FDA was taking too long to approve some new ingredients, the agency proposed this new system. It now allows food companies to review their own ingredients and decide what is, in fact, safe. Now, this is kind of a big problem because, obviously, when you have self-oversight, it causes a few issues. Uh, How big is the problem? Well, in February 2013, the Pew Charitable Trust published an in-depth report about gaps in food safety. They estimated that about mm, about 10,000 ingredients in processed foods the FDA has not reviewed and the safety of about 3,000 of those. Now, roughly 2,000 of those are flavors that we've deemed safe by industry association. The FDA monitors those decisions but does not extensively review them. Another 1,000 additives have been called safe by food companies and used without any notice to the FDA at all. Crazy. So high fructose corn syrup, well, Dave Buskin is a technical baker for a company called Oak State Products in Winona, Illinois, that makes some baked goods like cookies for big food manufacturers. Companies come to him when they want to clean up their food labels. So if you take out high fructose corn syrup, he says, and replace it with fructose, that is a one way to, to get around it. So this is not only uh, an issue with you know what we're ingesting, but it's also a concerted effort by the food industry actually to kind of misguide uh, the consumer, at least in my opinion. So that is very damaging and, and unsettling in a lot of ways. So be very, very careful when you're in the grocery store, read everything and only buy from trusted manufacturers and trusted grocers uh, that, you know, have your best interest in mind. And, and just to come back to it, you know, I just, I feel like it's a throwback to HOMAC and, I'm dating myself by saying that. Um, you know, I, I know we're busy. Yep. I, I get it. I'm a you know a busy working mom, uh, and I'm still really working toward making the stuff at home. Absolutely. You know, I know what it is. I can say it. Uh, I can control it better. Uh, so if I would have any words of advice to someone just starting out, if you don't have any cooking skills... Um, but there's, uh, there's so many resources at your fingertips, uh, in the, uh, on the internet, just to get started with some simple things, um, learning how to cook beans and rice, yep. um, you know, making simple meals, uh, fresh ingredients. It, that's a new buzzword. You know, everybody's got these, you know, get the ingredients in a box and they ship it to you and you make your own meal. Yep. That's, that is one way to do it. It's and not the only way, but it's if you know what it is, <laughs> you know, if it, five ingredients or less and you know what it is, it's one thing. Yeah. So I, I just have found that it just makes better sense for me to be prepared. 
you know, to prep uh, meal prep during the week. That's been something, honestly, I've struggled with, uh, but I'm getting better at it so that I don't feel like I have to jump out and eat processed foods. No, you don't. And and there there's one term that I learned this week, and it's called localvore. Do you know what that is? No. That is basically where you're 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 growing your own local vegetables, and they're calling it localvore, hmm. which is that's kind of unique. But uh, I think that is actually something. You mean that, each individual, or like the same kinds of things, like your homegrown farmers market? Yeah, kind of, but it's on your own local level. Like we could create a community here, and we can call it a localvore, and basically it's uh you know like your home garden, growing your own vegetables and fruits. Oh, like and a community like garden, kind of community garden. Okay. But they, they have a term for it called. Local vor. I learned something new today. Yes, I know, and it's it's, uh, and I just discovered that just a couple of days ago. But there's actually different types of veganism. Uh, you know, there's dietary vegans, whole food vegans, junk food vegans, raw food vegans, low fat raw fa- raw food vegans as well. So, what would you consider us? Oh, I don't have the list in front of me. I say I say vegans for the sake of the animals. Um, I would say it's a little combination of both. I like. All of the, I, I, I got to be honest with you, I like all of them. I, I, I would love to say that I could be totally purist and be raw vegan. Um, I like some raw vegan things and it's, they're easy to make and it's great. Um, I, you know, I like junk food. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't eat a ton of it, but I like it. What and were those, uh, we had those ice cream bars. Magnus started oh, making those. Man. If you haven't had a chance to have these, and uh, uh, by all means, check them out. I think we found them at Kroger's, and uh, they're called Magnus Magnus non dairy ice cream or bars. Is it Magnum or Magnus? No, it's, it's Magnum or Magnus. But I know they're a dark box; you you can't miss them, and they're in the non very non dairy section of the ice cream section, and they are absolutely outstanding. Probably the smoothest, creamiest ice cream that I've tasted in yeah, a long, long time. Yeah, ice cream bar. From a processed standpoint, sure. usually when you, you know, you go to the veg fest and you check out the blue moon ice cream, that's like, that's like, there you go. That's good. Like, you know, that's <laughs> homemade, real stuff from a local vendor. And it's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you ask me what kind of vegan I am, I'm a, I'm a vegan, a growing vegan. <laughs> hey, I like that. A growing vegan. That's actually a very good one because we're always evolving and, and changing the way we eat, the changing the way we view things in this world. Absolutely. But, you know, there are foods that uh, vegans choose to eat instead of all these animal proteins. And some of the big uh, line items that uh, some people who are just discovering veganism, uh, they re- when they first ask, you know, well, what do you eat? Well, some of the big things that come, on, come to mind right away are beans, mm-hmm. all kinds of beans, from pinto beans, what I like to call Ford pinto beans, black beans. Um, what are the other ones? There's, oh, garbanzo beans, garbanzo, kidney beans. Great northern beans, great northern kidney beans, beans yep. navy beans. Navy beans, maybe beans. <laughs> lentils. That's an inside joke. Uh, lentils uh, is another big one. Uh, also, tofu. Uh, tons of different types of stof- uh, tofu, which you can mix that up and be. It's a great meat replacement. All hail Satan, <laughs> Satan, and tempeh, yep. um, and nuts and seeds, including flax. Um, what's the other one? Oh, there's chia seeds. Oh, chia seeds. That's mm-hmm. it. That chia seeds is another big one. So there's a lot of great foods out there uh, that we like to eat. Legumes. Do you know what a legume is? What is a legume? Oh, I can't give you the, the exact you're gonna, details. You're going to ask me to do the, the Webster's you, Dictionary. It's like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, but anyway, uh, nuts, butters, uh, nuts, nut butters, and seeds. Nut butters like um, almond butter tastes really, really good. Yeah. I like that. 
Um, and like I mentioned, the chia seeds, hemp, flax seeds. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, there's, they try to say stay away from uh, heavily processed foods uh, and just use minimally processed meat substitutes. Seitan is, is definitely one of my favorites because you can mix it up and make it up uh, in, in many different ways. Matter of fact, Avant Garden, uh, Avant, Avant Garden Vegan, Gaz Oakley, has a uh, um, recipe for bacon that's made out of seitan. It takes a while. It's, it's, a, it's a food to love thing, and it's worth the effort to, uh, to uh, make that. And, you know, each person has their own health journey. I mean, if you have celiac disease or you have gluten intolerance, obviously there are going to be products that you're going to stay away from. Uh, you know, if you have nut allergies, obviously you're going to stay away from nuts, those kinds of things. But I think you need to think outside of the box when you think when you are making um, food. Uh, you know, you don't have to be stuck to the... It took me a long time to realize that I didn't have to have a traditional breakfast item for breakfast. That's exciting. Or lunch or dinner. Uh, when people ask me what I eat, it's like, well... I eat what I want to eat when I, you know, when I want to eat it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and get outside of your comfort zone. If you don't cook, um, I happen to like to cook. I, you know, I've, I've cooked for a long time. I had to rethink food, you know. It, it, Some it, of our favorite items. Oh, sure. And you yeah. can veganize just about anything. Uh, and, and it does, I have to say, you know, it, it's honest. Um, when you when you've had an American style diet for as long as I have, um, you do go through a process where your tastes change. Yeah. Uh, food tastes amazing after ditching it sure animal does. products. It sure I mean, does. within weeks, you just feel different. Uh, food tastes better. I, I wasn't a huge vegetable fan, not that I didn't like them, but I just thought that I always considered them a side dish, yeah. right? And uh, I, I didn't like certain ones, and now I, I, I can't think of a vegetable I don't like. Yeah, and it's do- just crazy. But when you, when you stop thinking along the lines of what we grew up with, um, and you start to try new things, I, it, there are so many international cuisine items that you can start to experiment with um, and to try instead of just a, you know, typical American diet. Um, Good grief. Uh, you know, Middle Eastern food, Ethiopian, um, oh, yeah. Indian and food. There's vegan options in just about oh, everything. I mean, just um, Asian-style food, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I eat all of that kind of stuff for breakfast. Yeah, me too. And what's another nice thing that I've noticed that a lot of people are doing now is um, replacing dairy milk with calcium-fortified plant-based milks and yogurts. Oh, and yum. that is that is a wonderful thing to see if you've never had, like, soy milk or uh, even uh, Almond you know, cashew milk. milk. Cashew milk. Yeah. Hemp. Rice milk. Oat milk. Yeah. Oatly is, is doing a great job with oat milk. Mm-hmm. And even uh, Ripple has a great uh, non-dairy oh, creamer. Oh, yeah, that's right. P- it's pea-based protein. It's pea-based protein right. and it's really thick, has a nice mouthfeel It's mouth got a good mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's exciting to see that uh, um, these things are happening as well as seeing the uh, egg industry starting to lose uh, a lot of revenue now over the last year. They lost 400% of their revenue in the last year, and I think uh, that was according to the uh, national... I can't remember what board it was, but I'll have to look it up. But anyway, it's good to see things are changing, and it's good to see that there are plenty of opportunities and uh, um, obviously plant-based alternatives, as well as all the great restaurants that are showing up. And uh, so that's good to see. Absolutely. 
it's I'm excited about where it's where it's going and and uh, the food options that we have. Absolutely. Okay. You probably still have a few more food labels you want to talk about. Um, I just wanted to share some of um, the uh, everyday items uh, that you need to be aware of. Uh, One of the things that kind of you asked me what I learned new this week. It's tricky. And I wasn't really paying attention to it as closely as I should. Um, so it's going to be something that I'm going to ask more questions. When you see natural flavor on the back of a package, you should start at, you should, that should be a little flag for you to say, well, what's natural about it? Um, the and barbecue, I see that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, on the, um, it's called imgur.com, uh, foods that contain uh, foods that contain animal products, um, barbecue lace, baked uh, barbecue baked lace potato chips have natural flavor on the back, and that's derived from chicken. Wow! Yeah, um, this one's a pretty easy one, uh, but if you haven't, you know, started reading the back of packages, uh, Worcestershire sauce has anchovies in them. Uh, there is a vegan. A vegan alternative for that, and you can buy that as well. Uh, something as simple as a breath mint, Altoids, they have gelatin in them, and that's collagen from uh, animal skin and bones. Uh, Minute, Minute Maid OJ loves some orange juice in the morning. That vitamin D is a, a derivative of lanolin, so you might want to check, you know, where that vitamin D is coming from. Uh, even as simple as the little candies that kindergartners get i call it kindergarten candy smarties yeah it has carmine coloring in it and once again that's those little those little um red colored beetles um cochineal beetles so you have to you have to be willing to take responsibility to look at the labels and to start to question what's in it um i by no means perfect and i and i'm not saying that everybody needs to be but if you're going to go down the journey of compassion um, and not wanting to harm animals for better health and to help the environment, you do have to do a little bit of homework. Absolutely. So you know what the best consumer is? An informed one. Absolutely right. See, she can read my mind. (laughs) Believe it or not. See, if you've been married as long as we have, you'll begin to understand that your wife can read your mind. (laughs) That is a good and bad thing. (laughs) All right. Is that all you got this week? I do believe so. All right, then, by all means. And then we are going to wrap this one up because I think we went a little long, but that's okay. Because, Elena, as always, it's been wonderful. Next week, we got another exciting program. Next week, we're going to be talking about GMOs and organics. Is it really worth the effort? That is all coming up next week right here on Veg Talk Radio. To learn more about a veganism, a plant-based lifestyle, our recipes, podcasts, blog, and much more, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And as always, for more information, visit our website at www.vegtalkradio.com and be sure to drop us a note at podcasts at vegtalkradio.com. 